What is different about the leaders that we watch and that we really admire for how everything just seems to flow so effortlessly for them? What is it that they do differently, that they seem to stride with more confidence and this peace and knowing, well, other leaders are out there doing a good job, but they're slogging their way through the ups and downs of leadership. Today's conversation is going to be a powerful one for anyone who feels like they are having to pull people along, whether it's in their own homes or in their businesses. They have their worth tied up in their work, and they want to be an empowered leader who people really want to follow naturally. If you've been leaning on sheer willpower for a while now to get to where you are today, today's your level up. Let's get to the show. Pull up a seat to the table. You are listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. After working with countless entrepreneurs, I've noticed a theme. No matter the level of success achieved, they get to this place where they're asking, now what? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact. You want to do work that means something, and you want to be known for it, too. Somewhere along the way, it wasn't just about growing a business anymore. It became time to build your legacy. Plus, building the dream at the expense of everything else that matters, family, freedom, joy, is no dream at all. The Luminary Leadership Podcast is where industry leaders come to break through to their next level of achievement, purpose, and impact. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and I'm here to raise up this generation of leaders, us, so we can do our part in raising up the next generation of little luminaries. Get ready as we break down all things entrepreneurial leadership in a way that isn't being talked about. We both know you don't just need another strategy. It's time for your breakthrough. Listen, we lean way too much sometimes on what we do. And that naturally creates the hamster wheel that comes with entrepreneurship and leadership. The only way to get off of it is to focus on who we are. Imagine you've built something amazing. You are developing yourself. You're growing. You're seeing the possibility. You have a vision for the future, but you're probably tired. There are probably days where you're like, I don't know if I can keep going at this pace. And your willpower, which is an incredible incredible thing to develop and very necessary for leadership has been your engine up to this point. But don't you imagine a moment in time where you shift from the engine of willpower to just like coasting downhill, where you're just flying and you're feeling the wind in your hair and you are just excited and you see possibility and it doesn't feel like you're dragging anything, including yourself. Imagine this idea of leading from a place of spillover, which I'm going to explain, versus by manufacturing everything in your path. Do you feel like sometimes it's all just on you? Like you have to create it. And it's amazing that you've done it. But do you really want to have to keep going that way? You are tired because of course you're freaking tired. Leading by willpower alone is exhausting. So what if instead how you led came not from what you had to conjure up for the sake of doing what you have to do, but it spilled out of you from a place of inspiration. So you're probably listening and you're like, oh, sigh of relief. That sounds wonderful. And then it pops into your head. Okay, how? So I'm going to talk to you about that today. I'm going to walk you through what I've done to shift from this hurried, stressed, you know, willpower leadership 
into spillover leadership. And the first piece of that puzzle is presenting you with the question, are you making time to fill up your reserves? And I'm not talking self-care, like taking baths and pedicures. That's shallow self-care. I'm talking about on a soul level. If you don't feel like you are bubbling over with inspiration, if you don't feel like you've poured into yourself what's necessary to then pour into others, and you're just pouring into others from sheer willpower, from knowledge, from what you've you know read and created, and you're just going, 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 you're not filling up your reserves. You're not even operating from your reserves because you probably don't have them. You're probably operating from surface level everything, and it feels really stressful and really exhausting. If I were to open your calendar, would I see places in your calendar weekly? Weekly is the evidence that there's progress being made. We do a lot of things, you know, yearly or quarterly or monthly, but there's not enough of a rhythm in that for it to make a massive impact. I want to see it weekly. If I opened your calendar, would I see weekly spots allotted and honored for filling up those reserves? for reading the books that are not just about the business strategy or the things specific to your industry, but about what is required to tap into your next level of leadership? Are you having nurturing and nourishing conversations with people who fill up those reserves? Are you spending time in stillness and quiet and do you have enough margin to even think about what's next, to paint the picture of the vision for your future and who you're becoming in that process. If there isn't specific time and space and planning allotted for filling up those leadership reserves, you are not operating from them. You've drained them, they are tanked, and you are strictly operating on surface level willpower. So how do you fill up those reserves? This is really important because You might make the space to do it. You might have the margin and the white space, but how you actually pour into yourself is going to be critical in recovering and rejuvenating yourself and coming to that place where you actually are bubbling over and your your tank is full and you can serve people at a higher level, including your own family. If you have that feeling when you clock out of your workday and, you know, we've already had the discussion around here of being present and actually even feeling present when you show up for your family, but you've got nothing left. There's nothing to, of no goodness to spill over into them because they've gotten the, you know, dead grape on the vine. That's like what's left for your family. That is because those tanks are not full. So this could lead you to thinking you're filling up when in reality you're scooping water into a bottomless bucket. It's going to be this never-ending cycle, and it's not replenishing. So I think a lot of people think of it solely as rest. Now, this is important. Rest is really important. But if rest is kicking up and absorbing garbage on the television, that is not going to be filling your leadership reserves. That is rest. That's like turning your brain off and getting a break for your body. That's okay. But it's not what I'm talking about. Going to get a pedicure or a massage is good. It's rest. It's restorative, but it's not filling your leadership tanks. So when I talk about this, I am going back to those those nourishing conversations that bring you back to humility and ownership and possibility and all the critical pieces of leadership. Do you have people in your corner that can be that for you? 
I'm talking about the tools that you can leverage to pour into yourself to really lift you up into leadership possibility, whether it's a podcast you consume like this one, or whether it's a book that you read that is strictly focused on this category of life that's going to fill up that tank. Sitting down with a blank notebook and writing your own thoughts on this and who you are becoming in this process and your ideas around this that you can then nourish and water and watch grow so that you can pour those into other people. So you got to figure out your way of replenishing. It's going to look a little different for each person. But here are the things that the mistakes that I see a lot of leaders make, and many of them make these mistakes really unconsciously. So the things that they're doing to try and fill their tank are actually draining their reserves. The first one that comes to mind is seeking validation. They're seeking validation in their leadership from others, from their, they're putting that on their customers and their clients and their followers on the market. And that's how they're getting their quick hits, thinking that, that that's filling them up and confirming that they are a leader. When in reality, those hits are not filling them up and they're actually, it's draining them because they're seeking validation in the wrong places. So when they create a piece of content and they bring that to their list or their following and it doesn't get the response that they want it to, or sometimes this is the trickier one, it does get the response. So they feel that temporary fill up, but that creates more of a dependence on that validation and they keep coming back for more of it and more of it and more of it and it's never enough and it's not really filling up anything. So seeking validation for other from others is a huge way to drain yourself in leadership and to keep yourself on that perpetual hamster wheel. Another common misconception that might make people think that they're getting filled up is vacations versus a life with enough stillness and rejuvenation that they're not desperate for a vacation to escape what is. That's not to say that you're not going to experience busy seasons or times where it's stressful, but generally speaking, going back to the original question, are are you making time to fill up your reserves weekly if you are building that into your calendar? And I'm not just talking baths and naps. I'm talking the things I'm talking about that really do fill up your tank. You won't be so desperate for a vacation. And when you do take a vacation, it will actually be restorative instead of coming back stressed because you're walking right back into the reality you escaped temporarily. Another one is we're addicted to our to-do lists instead of creating our to-be lists. And here's what I mean by that. You have a lot you have to get done in a day. That's the reality of the life that you're living. It's not unique to you. It's actually insanely common, especially in today's world, especially if you're one of the many listeners who is called to their mission in both business and family. So you have a to-do list always, and it's never fully done. And part of this is that validation thing. You're actually seeking validation in your own to-do list because it feels really good to check things off of it. And that's fine. It shows progress in the little things, and the little things do matter. But what if you started creating more to-be lists and that's where you put your focus? So instead of saying my worth this week was tied up in how many tasks or activities or things that I checked off my to-do list, if you started thinking about the leader you need to be in order to be fulfilled and making the impact you want to make and spilling over into others versus 
leading by sheer willpower, how would that person look and what do they need to do? So you can look at your week and say, okay, when I encounter a really challenging situation with a client that stresses me out and my reaction (laughs) could be, you know, an array of different emotions that could come at that client, your two B list would represent who you have to be in a situation like that. And then when you encounter those moments, you can actually see that you're choosing to be the type of leader that you want to become. Do you have that hard conversation that you have to have with a team member that you really don't want to have because you hate conflict and you hate that feeling that comes with, you know, confrontation, but you are becoming that leader who shows up and shows up for your people and has the hard conversations for the sake of growth and possibility. And you can see on that to-be list, that's who you're becoming because that's what you did this week. Or in your own home, how you show up with patience with your kids. So who you are becoming is so much more important than what you are doing and way too much energy is focused on what we're doing, which is the whole willpower theory that is exhausting us and draining us and tanking our reserves. Leadership is not a measurement of what you check off or what you do. But it's also a measurement of what you don't do. So when you look at how you're living, and if you feel like you're just go, 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 what are the things you're not courageous enough to say no to that need to go away? Whether it be bad habits or thoughts or reactions that you have or actual things that you keep putting on your to-do list or on your calendar that are draining you in this season that have to go. So leadership sometimes is more so measured by the things that you don't do, not necessarily by all the things you do. Your worth is so tied up right now in what you're doing and getting done versus what you're you know, saying no to so you can focus on the things that are meant for you. I read in, I wish I could give credit to where I read this, but it's a pretty common pretty common way of looking at this. So this concept of spilling over versus willpower. Willpower is this idea that you have enough grit to get it done. And grit is a critical piece of being successful and really making things happen. But when you tip the scales totally to grit, when you tip the scales totally reliant on willpower, can you see how that will eventually catch up with you? It's why so many people are anxious and stressed and not feeling fulfilled even though really great things are happening and they keep doing their gratitude journal and wondering when it's going to stick but that's not their reality because they're not changing the foundational pieces of what needs to happen in order for them to actually fill up those reserves and spill out over onto the people they're leading whether it be their family or their clients or their community or whatever it might be so if you picture a big picture right? And it's sitting on top of a plate and you pour into that pitcher and you fill it about halfway or maybe only a third. It takes a lot more strength and effort to tip that pitcher and then like pour it down onto that plate. And it very quickly drains what's in that pitcher and it needs to be refilled. And But because it is required to go from that pitcher onto that plate. That plate is your family. That plate is your uh, community. That plate are your clients or your following. 
you're constantly having to fill it back up and tip it again and use that strength and it's exhausting and it's not sustainable. But imagine if you had a constant flow going into that pitcher and you gave it the time to restore and fill up fully and it was just constantly almost like a fountain pouring out onto that plate. You wouldn't have to use the energy to tip it. You wouldn't have to worry about where's that water source coming from? Am I going to, do I have to like take a week off and go take a vacation? Do I have to take a bath today because I'm, I've got nothing left in the tank? Because you have a constant trickle going into that pitcher that's just spilling out over whatever it needs to fill up. When you're leading on willpower alone, you're operating from a place of anxiety and stress. And if I just do this, then this will finally happen, right? If I if I deliver this speech, then people will see my value. If I come up with a better offer, then I'll be able to retain my clients. If I create this post, then I'll get more likes and get more followers. And then that's the validation cycle again. It's building from a desperate place focused on the wrong metrics and it drains you and it always has you feeling like you're in a race that you can't win. It's leading from a place of scarcity instead of a place of inspiration and abundance. And when you're operating from a place of scarcity, like I have to do this or else I'm not going to be able to do that. Or I have to do this because so-and-so needs that, right? Like my kids need this. It naturally creates a pressure and pressure leads into that fear because you feel like you're going to lose something or anxiety because you're stressed out about how it's happening or control because you need to manipulate and manage and manufacture everything that you're doing because it's all on you creating in that moment versus this opportunity to create and serve from a place of peace and clarity and possibility and joy and just really knowing you know, knowing what you're being called to and how to do that. So letting go of that spastic nature to do something that will make you feel like a leader Instead of becoming the leader who naturally gets to do the things they're designed to do, there's a huge difference between those two. So no more knee jerking, no more, you know, fill up the bottom of the pitcher and quickly tip it over, fill it up again, quickly tip it over. Let it fully fill. And that means sometimes playing the long game. That means doing things now that might not show themselves for a while, but are you in it for the validation and quick wins of today? Or are you in this game of both entrepreneurship and parenthood to make that lifelong impact on yourself and those that you're serving? How often are your efforts in your work an attempt to fill some void? This is a tough conversation because for a lot of people, they don't want to acknowledge this. It's way ego-driven, a void for significance or recognition or validation or control. That's your insecurity looking for a pat on the back that you're worthy and doing good. And guess what? It's never going to fulfill it. It's never going to make you actually believe that you're worthy and doing good if you're trying to fill that up from those things. But what if instead you were so secure because you developed the who more than the do and your leadership and your work was a result of you spilling over into everyone else and everything else? It's not this slog just manufacturing everything you hope to accomplish, but this calm, you know, reinforced, heart-led, clear, bubbling over that you can't even help. It just is. It's just who you become. It's not even a premeditated thing. Like, oh, I'm working to become this person that my tank is so full that I spill over and then everybody knows I'm great. It's just, it's literally who you are. Have you ever been in a room with someone like that where you're just like, whoa, what is different about them? It's not, they're not trying, they just are. They're amazing. That's the result of refilling those reserves. Serving from a calm place 
it makes a greater impact. It makes a lasting impact. And all the things that you're craving, the recognition, the significance, they follow this process. <laughs> so when you're trying to make them happen in a really willpower-driven way instead of from this calm place, we don't get there. We're exhausted trying, but we're going in the wrong freaking direction. And all along, if we had done it the other way, it would have happened naturally. So are you using your work and your leadership as a platform to prove something about yourself? Or is it your mission work that you couldn't keep in if you tried? It's what you were called to do. So if you're continually bringing your needs for recognition and validation and attention to those you work with or your team or your spouse or the people on the internet or your clients or your kids, you're going to be forever trying to quench those needs because you're filling them in the wrong places. So that hamster wheel continues to spin. The willpower will be what you're continuing to lean on and you're going to burn out and you're going to keep wondering why you keep setting goals. And even if you hit them, it doesn't feel like anything to you. So my challenge to you is to consciously make that shift from willpower, which is good, but not everything, to spill over. To spill over. Focus on really replenishing those reserves and building in the time and the strategy and the process to make sure that you're doing that in a way that's in integrity and you're not trying to validate yourself or lean on ego. You're really leading from within. If this speaks to you, please share it with someone that you think it will make an impact on. That's our goal is to serve people through this podcast. And if it really spoke to you, could you leave us a review and let us know what you're thinking and how you love it? And as always, please feel free to tag us on social media because we love to share it. We love seeing that it's really speaking to you guys. So thank you for tuning in. If you haven't yet, make sure you're subscribed. And if you need a resource that's going to help you in this process a little bit more, head on over to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash unhurried. And we have a free resource that will support you in this process. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.